Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Ultimate Fantasy Podcast. This is a bonus edition. Uh, we've not got a full show today, but what we have got is a look ahead to the game week 15 fixtures. This is because of the fixture pile-up. We'll be back to normal next week. Um, but anyway, lots of stuff for you to listen to. Hope you enjoy. Uh, I'm here joined by Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Hello, mate. Uh, you're right. So, um, yeah, we're just going to talk through the fixtures. Uh, we're going to cut all the other chaff, the the fun stuff. Yeah. And we're just going to talk uh, how we think that this game week will go, game week 15. Before we do that, how did we get on with game week 14 in the FPL, Nathan? Well, we did. We, it's an exciting week. It's an exciting week. We got 51 points, didn't we? Yeah, we wildcard. Oh, we did, yeah. So we got 51 points. The average was 51, right? Hmm. Yep. Um, the highest uh, total by someone in the game week was 124. <laughs> you know why? Because they triple captained Obama and Yang. Ah. Still mm-hmm. crazy. That's still crazy. Yeah, we did play our wild cards. Oh, yeah. Uh, out went Roberto, Ricardo, <laughs> Dendonka, Salah, Mount and Connolly. And in came... Dean Henderson, Aurier, Madison, Mane, Pulisic, and Brewster. Uh, our team looks pretty good now. Yeah, it does. Not reflected in this game week, but... No, not at all. I think we're well set up for the next few weeks. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're done for the season now, that team we've selected. <laughs> no more changes. No more changes needed. Uh, we've actually, despite our average score, moved up to 77,021. We moved up. Yeah, huh. we've moved up. Just go to Cheryl... What a strange game week it was. Yeah, I think, yeah. It was weird. Unless you had Van Dyke, I think you were struggling to get a good score this week. Yeah. I did see someone had triple captain Van Dyke. What? Yeah, someone triple captain Van Dyke. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Why would you what is the thinking behind that? Other I mean, than you're from the future. <laughs> <laughs> you're from the future and you know what's gonna happen. So what that was like forty two points probably or something like that for just what that's that's most people's team. Uh yeah. Yeah, it's very close to our total. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in draft, Nath, um, mm. in our draft league, you did well, didn't you? You won 47-40, beat Dow. Yeah, I beat Dow, who's powered by Aubameyang, but came through. Conte points saved me, I think, this week. Got uh, the Ox, came through big time. Got laughed out of the building when I transferred him in. But I'm not sure you did. I just think... Um... I just think that's the paranoia in the WhatsApp group. Yeah. My my thinking with Ox is that he is good to play in probably five different positions in that Liverpool team. Yeah. That he can play in any of the three forward roles because he has played in that Firmino whole role as well. And he can play as either as the kind of loose eights. Well, the player that's not Firmino in mm. that system. So he's like a good shout to fill in for lots of places. A bit like Milner has been previously. Yeah, I thought it was going to be more actually for the experience, but um, I didn't take the gamble, thankfully. Mm. Um, How'd but, you go? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I got a big score, didn't I? I can't remember. I got 63 or something against 32 or something like that. Yeah, you beat Mooney, didn't you? I beat Mooney, who was a title contender, of course. Until I beat him last week. Yeah, so that's good. So team podcasting well. <laughs> um, but that's, that's as they say in the football world, sends out a message. Uh, that I'm back, you know, last season, it wasn't just a one season wonder for me. I'm I'm here to stay. You're one point off the top now. One point at the top, but Robson does look good as a team. Yeah, and he's top of the overall points as well. Yeah, and he? he's got Deli Ali. Yeah, 
<laughs> been trying to get Deli Ali off him for ages in the mm. sense of come on he's rubbish these days but never mind uh, yeah so you had um, you had uh, other other than the Ox you had Son obviously yeah. Sidibe he did alright didn't he yeah, he got did. assist needed to really yeah and uh, you had Jetro Willems on the bench yeah left seven points on the bench there did not expect that to be I mean honest. you made, you made <laughs> to be fair you made the right call you didn't play Newcastle defender yeah against Man City yeah I thought they'd get turned over but didn't listen to the prediction last week mate did you on the podcast yeah I told no. you Newcastle they won they're a bit of a bogey team for them yeah they are yeah but no you're right we couldn't <laughs> predict that that's nonsense I would never play Newcastle defenders against them um yeah there you go so it was quite a good game week right let's talk about game week uh, 15 then Let's not hang mm. around. Let's talk about some fixtures. I'll go through the, through the fixtures very, very quickly. Tuesday, 3rd December. Uh, well, it's December already. Crystal Palace against Bournemouth. Then Burnley against Man City. Then on Wednesday, we got Chelsea, Villa, Leicester, Watford, Man, Man United and Tottenham. The return yeah. of Jose. Ooh, yeah. uh, Southampton against Norwich. Wolves against West Ham. Liverpool against Everton. Then on Thursday, blimey, uh, Sheffield United against Newcastle United. And then Arsenal against Brighton. Mm. Uh, those kickoffs are at 7 30 and 8 15. Hmm. All those games are on Amazon Prime, actually. Don't forget, listeners. Right, Man United Spurs. We definitely want to talk about that. Jose's return. Uh, Spurs won 3 0 at Old Trafford in August last year. Yeah. When, uh, guess who was manager at Man United? Mourinho. Was Mourinho? It was kind yes. of really the beginning of the end for him. Man United actually played well in that game and were all over Spurs, but Spurs. Got three breakaway goals. I think Lucas Moura got a couple that night as well. Uh, yeah, Lucas scored two goals. Mm. Uh, Harry Kane got the other. Yeah. Um, Eric Dyer played in midfield that day. Did he? Yeah, <laughs> and guess who was alongside? Moussa Sissoko. Moussa Dembele. God. Do you remember He him? seems an, a lifetime ago. Yeah, yeah. does, isn't it? I was just thinking about that the other day. Mm. Yeah. What a player he was. <laughs> tasty. Tasty. Continuing on the theme of Lucas and the threat that he poses, or Suzuka, um, Man United, their defence, their left-back spot. Against Sheffield United, uh, 75% of their chance to concede came from their left-back position. Mm. Uh, that did improve against Villa, but Nathie, surely Lucas or Suzuka could have a lot of joy down that right flank. Yeah, uh, Brandon Williams looks very rash in the tackle. Um leaves himself like out of position. He, was, he played on Tyrone Mings for the goal yesterday oh yeah he did yeah as yeah. well um luke shaw did play during the week in kazakhstan but did you see did you see him at all no i didn't know he has put on some timber again oh, blimey poor lad <laughs> <laughs> looked like a square was running around at left back it's gary barlow on football <laughs> wasn't it? yeah exactly <laughs> post take that the first time around <laughs> yeah <laughs> it came on it came on yesterday didn't he yeah yeah he came on but um Timber. <laughs> um, Deli Ali, uh, he's back. We did, mm. as as listeners heard here first, as you stated, he's back. Exactly. Yeah. Um, a hundred percent take ons. If this means anything to anyone, eight mm. out of eight. Uh, the highest xG the last game week, one point three six. The highest goals involvement xGI a one point four four. He does he look good, didn't he? He's playing a bit further up the pitch. Yeah, him and Son are really linking up really well at the moment. It's like when Son comes in from the left, Ali kind of drifts over into that position. I think it's really given 
whoever's playing right back in the opposition a bit of a headache really because if you go with Son then you're leaving probably the most creative player in the team free and uh, yeah if you leave um, Son then you're in a lot of trouble you're in oh, I can't think of Deep. a part I was, was going to think of a <laughs> you're in trouble son yeah oh that'd do that's rubbish <laughs> um, and also I noticed um, those two dictating play uh, leaves space for Harry Kane really mm. he wasn't really that involved no, he wasn't. Uh, but I'm sure he, you know, he does obviously contribute a lot, but um, it was unusual to see them lead the line rather than just him. Um, United had 62% possession against Villa, mm. uh, 16 shots. Uh, although I didn't see this game, but reports that I heard and read suggest that Villa really should have maybe got a bit more from that. Uh, Spurs have conceded four goals in the last two games, 14 goals on the road. Mm. Uh, only one fewer than Watford, two more than Norwich. Uh, Norwich have the worst away record overall. Jose's record against United, um, obviously as a rival manager, uh, it's played 20, won nine, drawn eight, only lost three. Okay. This is only going to go one way, Nath. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> doubt, doubt. The only doubt in my mind is Spurs' defence still doesn't look quite right they've conceded two goals in every game so far since he's been there um i do fancy though Mourinho to set up his team to exploit in particular that left back yeah. position I, I think he always if he identifies a weakness in the team then he'll look to exploit that and obviously you'll remember the hard time that he gave luke shaw when he was the manager there there's the game where he said that luke shaw was the man of the match in the first half because Mourinho was telling him what to do. So yeah. he's playing with his body, but my brain. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which so, seems yeah. like an 80s sci-fi film. So I can see Serge Aurier. And what they've done with the Spurs team is that they've played kind of almost in a lopsided way with Davies starting left back in the first game, but Vertonghen in the last, who will kind of sit and shuffle across into back three. Yeah. And Aurier is almost playing as a yeah. out-and-out right winger. He, get in, he got into a lot of attacking positions. Yeah. Uh, which I'm I, I'm glad that we drafted him to our fantasy team for, yeah. for that. You know, because he was close to getting on the end of that cross uh, for their third goal, wasn't he? Until yeah. Sissoko got there. And he's proved since he's been there that he can, if he gets a chance as well, that he can finish as well. Your hell of a finish. Against Olympiacos, yeah. Yeah, wow. Uh, okay, so let's do a prediction then, Nath. It's going to be tighter than, I think, what people think simply because Spurs defence. Um, I'm going 2-1 to Spurs. Okay, I thought there could be a chance of a Jose 1-0 here. Yeah? Yeah, you can, you can see it, right? Yeah. Jose's thinking 1-0, but then... Ship house in his way to, to it. Ship housing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ship housery. <laughs> okay, so I think... I think because Jose knows that Solskjaer is a bit tactically inept. He'll, I think... <laughs> <laughs> Say what you think, mate. <laughs> but he is there, isn't he? He's yeah. a bit of a fool. Um, I think what he'll do, he'll sit back and play on the counter because mm. he'll have to draw United out and then United will suffer. So I think Spurs will win. I think they'll win easily and I think they'll win 2-0. 2-0. Clean two sheet nil. as well. Clean sheet as well. It's the Jose way. <laughs> Whoa. Right. Chelsea Villa. Oh, Chelsea, bad result against West Ham. Yeah. I'm sure that was coming. Some strange selection choices. Yeah. Giroud uh, over uh, Batshuayi. Yeah, that was weird. That upset a lot of fantasy managers, I think. Mm. Um, especially because I was after Batshuayi. I'm just glad I didn't get him in the end. Yeah. A lot of clever folks seem to think that Batshuayi would be shooing. But yeah. it seems that people just don't fancy him for whatever reason. Perhaps it's because he hits the ball in his face <laughs> against the post. 
<laughs> that was one of the funniest moments yeah, in, it was, in that it? tournament. Um, <laughs> he did something similar the other day. He did something really silly. Like, oh, I don't know. He didn't really set the world alight when he was on loan at Palace either, did he? He got no, a few goals. A few and... good moments. Yeah. Um, I think he's just prone to being a bit wasteful, I think. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, so the player I uh, I met last week, Jack Grealish, had a good good week uh, mm. for Villa again. Great goal he scored, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah, he was causing them all sorts of problems. He they were just resorting to kicking him in the end. Right? Oh, United were, yeah. Well, actually, from the get-go. I think they fouled him in the first 10 seconds. Left one on him. Yeah. Uh, the highlights for all of him getting fouled is quite yeah. aggressive, actually, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Um, over the past two game weeks, he's the player in the league who's had the most touches in the penalty area. Mm. And the most successful passes in the final third. Yeah. Yeah. And over the whole season, second only to uh, Kevin De Bruyne in terms of chances created. Really? I mean, when I say second to, I mean, Kevin De Bruyne is way, way, ahead. way out. Yeah. But to be second to him, that's not too bad, is it? Yeah. It's just a shame that he's got Wesley to provide the chances to. Yeah. yeah he's still better than Jonathan. That's true. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I, those sort of players, I sort of think of being the same sort of... Brazilian strikers came in around the same time. Yeah, like time you go into a shop. From minor. Newcastle got in a shop at the same time as Villa. Yeah. And they go, which one do you want? Oh, I'll take that one. Yeah. I'll take that one. It's like when you went to go to the Turtles and like one of you would get Donatello and your brother would get Leonardo or something yeah. like that. Blue or purple. Yeah, exactly. I was more Donatello myself. Yeah, thinking D- man's turtle. Thinking man's turtle, he was. <laughs> uh, Chelsea, um, Chelsea midfield obviously pretty strong. They dropped um, Kante, uh, didn't he, or Frank? Uh, I'm not mm. sure we'll do it this time. Um, so we could... S- but I can't see him dropping Kovacic or, or Jorginho, so it could be playing that three... In the middle again, so Mel yeah. might miss out. Mm. Um, dropped Willian as well, didn't he? He dropped Willian. I, th- I would say he rested him because mm. when they weren't winning, he came, he brought him on. Yeah, I think he understands true. that he's important to that team. Georgina uh, K- uh, Kovacic, uh, the most successful passes in the league mm. over the last season, and Pulisic, uh, who we've brought into our team. He had two big chances. His XG was one, <laughs> which is. Good, actually, for yeah, XG yeah. terms for the mm. last match. 40 touches in the final third, nine touches in the penalty area, five goal attempts. Um, I've got him down to score. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think he's going to get a goal. Uh, so how do you see this one going in, Nath? Um, I think Villa are a good side, and I think they'll give Chelsea a game. I just think that Chelsea will sort out that midfield problem, and I can see Conte coming back in, like you said. Jorginho and Kovacic controlling the game. I think that will shut out Grealish a bit more effectively than what maybe other teams have done so far. And it just depends what they do up front, really. I think maybe there's an option to play without either Giroud, because Giroud's not got the movement. What Abraham gives them is he really stretches defences. He does, yeah, yeah, he does. Which gives Pulisic and whoever else is playing in the start of the season. Mount obviously got a lot of space off the back of that. I think... Lampard will probably spend the next few days finding a solution up front that doesn't maybe involve either Giroud or Batshuayi, possibly playing Willian as a, a false nine. Oh, like yeah, yes, yeah. please for me, my team. Mm. Yeah, so what, what score are you going to... I mean, uh, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? The um, Kante... I imagine it'd be Kante versus Grealish. Yeah, yeah, exactly, you know? yeah. So that does nullify Villa massively because he's an amazing player for them expect to see Greenish on the floor quite a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was points for that yeah exactly yeah <laughs> who are we going to go with then 
I'm going to go Chelsea to win 1-0, actually, sneak it. Clean sheet as well, eh? Yeah. I'm going to go 3-0. Oh, you're much more confident than me. No, I just think it'll be tight, and then I just think Villa will give up the ghost, and there'll be two extra goals. Mm. Yeah, eh? Chelsea, Villa. Uh, Wolves versus West Ham. Right, this is uh, interesting because West Ham were the worst team on the planet. Then <laughs> they go away to Chelsea and sneak a 1-0 win. And I think, they, from, what I, from what I heard, I didn't see it myself, uh, they were deserved winners. Um, yeah. Robert Snodgrass, I hear you all say, <laughs> um, in terms of fantasy managers, uh, only 5.2 million... Second most successful crosses over the past two games. Yep. Third highest expected assist, 0.61. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been on your radar a few times, hasn't he, Nate? Yeah, because he works hard and he's got good delivery. And yeah, he's liable to get a goal direct from the free kick. Obviously, he tends to be on corners as well. I do like him. And I think Haller's form has disappeared out the window. Gone. Antonio up front. Then uh, he's got something to aim at. Antonio, yeah, um, it was he's very good uh, that game. He came on a sub, yeah, against Spurs. Against it? Spurs, and it was good again last game week. Uh, two shots on target, expected G of zero point eight seven. That's pretty good as well. Yeah, had that goal disallowed, of course. Mm. Uh, yeah, Antonio is definitely one to think about if you've got a spare slot on your team. Cheap option as well, of course. Jimenez uh, mm. for Wolves. Three attempts from set pieces. Uh, he got an assist, of course. Yep. Lovely cross, that wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, West Ham have conceded six chances from set pieces uh, the last game. Mm. They conceded the most headed chances in the league. Conceded a lot of crosses from yeah. their right back slot. Uh, so that could really benefit Wolves. Mm. Uh, West Ham's away record is pretty okay, though. 1-2, drawn 2, lost 3. Scored only seven, but only conceded nine goals. Interesting. And now, yeah. Nathan, what have they done? They've changed their keeper. They've up. changed their keeper. <laughs> I mean, did you see the highlights at all? What of what his career highlights? <laughs> <laughs> David Martin didn't look much better. But he just looked like a normal goalkeeper in goal. It was reported, didn't it? Like it looked like when Kyle Walker came on a sub. Yeah, that is true. Actually, yeah. Roberto does look like an outfield player. <laughs> Perhaps he is. Perhaps we've all misconstrued the situation here. But I can't see David Martin being a solution either to them. I don't think that goalkeeping problem's gone away. No. I saw a little bit of him for Millwall last season um, when he stepped in because he was Millwall's reserve keeper last year. Yeah, he was, yeah. And um, yeah, let go at the end of the season. Um He's not the answer either. No, he's not the answer. He could be solid enough for one or two games. But I think what it did by um, Roberto going out of the team is it just gave the, uh, the team a lift. Yeah. <laughs> and we've all been there in teams. I remember when I was a kid with this goalkeeper for us. And bless him, you know, we couldn't get anyone else to play. But um, he was so awful. We just knew every time we went to a game, someone had a shot, it would go in. <laughs> So when you go with that mentality, you just, I mean, that carries on forward until you're an adult, for sure. Yeah. Hey, uh, Wolves spanked West Ham 3-0 last January in Molyneux. Yep. Having won earlier in the season, one at the London Stadium. Mm. So it's an aggregate score last season of 4-0 to Wolves. Uh, Wolves clean sheet, perhaps, maybe. Jimenez scored two goals in that January fixture. Yeah. Wolves, Nathan? West yeah. Ham? I fancy Wolves this week. Actually, I'm going to do a bit of an Alfie where actually I'm going to say I think they'll beat them quite easily as well. Come on then. Three now. Oh, I thought you were going to say four. 
No, no. I mean, that's quite a reserve <laughs> still, isn't yeah. it? All right, 3 0. Okay, I'm going to go 2 0. Actually, no, I, I do think that West Ham have turned a, a slight corner, but I think that clean sheet from. Oh, I don't know. 1 0 Wolves. I'll do that. Palace versus. <laughs> <laughs> Palace versus Bournemouth. Um, oh, my Palace prediction played off quite well last time, didn't it? On the podcast. Yeah. Not that I've told you many times. No, you haven't messaged me about six times about it. But the thing is, I was so adamant. I was mm. adamant. I was stand and deliver, wasn't I? <laughs> I was like, there's no way Burnley will get a result against Palace. And because uh, Palace have Saha. And then when I saw Saha scored, I was like, eh, mm. he listens to the show. Yeah. Good lads. A uh, bit of a lucky goal, to be honest. Uh, Palace won 5-3 against Bournemouth in May. 5-3, <laughs> yeah. They won I can't five... remember that game at all. No, and you'd think you would. Eight goals in that fixture. So, Palace are on the upturn. Bournemouth mm. are... That is funny. They're, they're a strange team. Mm. They always have been, though, haven't they? Ever since they came up, they have little runs where Eddie Howe gets touted for the next big job. Then they go well. They're a bit. They remind me a little bit of Charlton. Used to be the way that yeah. Charlton used to start seasons well, then go completely off the boil once. You but know. did you not find? Uh, did you watch the Spurs game? Yeah. yeah did yeah. you not find that the, <laughs> that game encompassed the whole season? The fact they were started off really, really good, yeah. and then they had to have five or ten minute spells where they just look awful all over the place, mm. and then they tighten up again and look good again. It's really strange. It's not until they went three 0 down. Yeah. They really start to put some stuff together. Harry Wilson obviously scored two goals. He's scored yeah. a few goals this season now, hasn't he? He's he has, a... although for, by all accounts, I saw a few things this week that he's not the most popular player with the Bournemouth fans, really, in terms of like work rate and oh, really? actual end products. Like He seems to be a bit of a match of the day player that mm. people feel like he's playing well because they see him banging a free kick, but actually doesn't offer the team much else apparently and that's why he's not really been starting I think they're waiting for David Brooks to come back but he's still about a month away I believe yeah I think he's not fit yet is he yeah. at all uh, yeah so between these two teams Palace and Bournemouth uh, 19 goals in the last four matches mm. what are we going to do this Nath I think that trend will continue I can see there being goals in this one but I, I actually you're going to say you're going to be really smug now but no I, not at all I, th- I think Palace will win this. 2-0. Uh, oh, really? I'm going to surprise you now. I'm going to mm. say 2-2. Ooh, Desmond. Yes, Desmond 2-2. Burnley. Boynley against Man City. Um, that De Bruyne goal, eh? Yeah. You, I, I mean, I was watching that even on my own. I just went, wow. <laughs> I didn't even swear. I said, wow. <laughs> it was a hit, wasn't it? I mean, it stayed hit. It's lucky there was a net there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Would have gone through the back of the stand. But it was the fact you could tell how sweetly he hit that ball. Everything about it is just like when you watch it in slow motion, the, the way that he tracks the ball onto his chest and yeah. follows it onto his yeah. foot, it's everything about it's like cliche, I know, but if you're showing a kid how to volley a ball, then that is the video you that show. That is it. That technique. is technique. Yeah. Textbook. Yeah. 
Oh, I got all excited. I even got, I got more excited when Shelby scored the equaliser. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just laughed. <laughs> yeah. I thought, brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it was that sort of you level could of... see it coming a mile off yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> the same as City defence didn't, didn't yeah. it? Um, Burnley against Man City then. Um, Man City won against Burnley at Turf Moor in April 1-0. Mm. Mm. So that was tight. Burnley failed to score against City in their last three meetings last season. They lost 5-0 twice. Yeah. Uh, but in previous seasons, uh, Burnley have always managed to score at home. Mm. How do you think about this one, Nate? Burnley have got a bit of re- reputation for not really laying a glove on any of the top kind of traditional big six teams. But I've got a weird feeling for them this week. I think they might get a shock win. Do you, uh, I'll say that I think obviously Man City's defence looks pretty shambolic at the moment. Fernandinho should have been sent off against Newcastle as well. How he didn't get a second Yeah, that's game, true actually. I'll never yeah. know. I feel like Barnes and Wood against Stones and Fernandinho is quite a tasty encounter. I can see them coming unstuck, actually, Man City. Just got a weird feeling that, yeah, that Daesh is going to do it and his gravelly voice is going to love it. Oh, you did it! (laughs) Wood versus Stones, eh? (laughs) Wood versus Stones. Oh, yeah, the building derby. Yeah, the building (laughs) derby. Um, I I follow your same thoughts, but then I think that's too obvious Mm. because you know what football's like. Yeah. And I'll be like, and when City win 5-0, we'll just go, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually, and also Man City and Pep, um, I don't think they go on bad runs, do they? As such, they have one bad result here, then they bounce back. Mm. And the Partridge style. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think think they're the same se- side this season, though, are they? No, I, but I, I take your point about uh, Burnley getting up them. It's whether they believe they can get them up them. So I think 2-1 City. Ooh. Yeah. It sounds weird how that's controversial these days. Yeah. <laughs> um, Leicester against Watford. What do we say about this? Leicester won. Yeah. <laughs> Leicester to win this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Leicester against Watford. good. So, yes. Do you know what? In terms of players, yeah. uh, one keeping your eye on or maybe investing if you're playing draft, I'm sure he's available, is Saar. Mm. Um I was going to do a pun about contracting SAR. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I won't. Uh, yeah, so that could be one player. And you just don't know who they're going to get in in charge. I mean, the name being touted at the moment is... Chris Hewton. Chris Hewton. I mean, a lot of our journalist friends seem to sort of like Chris Hewton. I mean, I'm sure he's a likeable guy. But mm. in terms of his... I think they get confused with liking him and his his <laughs> records. <laughs> I mean, he was lucky not to get relegated last season with Brighton. Yeah. Really lucky. I think if the if the season had gone on for another two games, then Brighton would have gone down. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So not that it does, but you know. No, it does. So that's a name being touted. So who knows what which Watford can turn up? I mean, they've still got some useful players in there. Decore still getting scoring positions, yeah. uh, hence why I've held on to him in my draft team. Yeah. Because he's it's gonna happen. Um uh, so Leicester won 2 not at home in December last year. That's when Puel was in charge. Uh, <laughs> Leicester win then, Nath? Yeah, I think, yeah, they'll win easily. I could actually see this being a bit of a schlacking. I think this might really? be 4 or 5, yeah. Let's do, yeah, yeah that's good. Mm. I'll take 4 or 5 as well. I'd say 5. 
It's because you've got Vardy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> got Vardy. Of course, in our fantasy team, our FPL team now, we've got a, a spine of Vardy, Madison, and Jewel. Yeah, so actually we need a good and did, performance. And did you notice that um, when Chilwell went down? Yeah. Apparently I was like, this is brilliant. Chilwell assist, Vardy goal, we're yeah, flying. Exactly, yeah. And then I saw the replay of him not getting in touch with us. I was like, oh. Yeah. Good old English boys. Yeah. They don't dive, do they? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, stupid Vardy. And I thought, no, that's right. That's It actually did well there, didn't it? I guarantee something that's going to happen tomorrow in the waivers in draft is that Either Isherwood or Dow will bring in Kalechi and Acho. Do you think? Take yeah. a punt. You got a goal and an assist. Yeah, first goal since September to, uh, to uh, 2018. Because he famously uh, missed that chance against City last year. He did, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was one hell of a finish, wasn't it? Yeah, it was actually very similar to the chance he missed against Man City. Oh, but this time yeah. he kind of set it out and managed to bend it back in. It was a good goal. Great, Great goal. Finish. Yeah. 94th minute. Good cross for Vardy as well. Yeah. For the assist, so. Yeah, I wasn't sure about Was that like a, not a bad shot? No, nah, I thought he was squaring it. Fine, we're giving the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> um, so Ian Nacho, yeah. what, what, do you know what price he is? He's still quite expensive. I think he's kind of a product of being still people remember the Man City kind of thing and his value is still at 5.7 million. Wow, that's a lot for somebody who doesn't play, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And when you've got someone like Lise Mousset who's 5.1 million and price is going up, I, yeah, I can't see much value in Actually, I hope I'm wrong because I quite like him, but yeah. Yeah. No, not for me. Not that price. Yeah. I have to come down. I'd take him at five. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Southampton against Norwich. Ooh. Mm. Uh, Norwich, worst away record in the league. Yeah. Although they've conceded fewer away goals than Spurs, Brighton, Newcastle, Villa, Watford and Chelsea. Okay. So that points <laughs> to a goal scoring problem, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Um, Southampton picked up their first home win. Mm. Um, and if you take away those nine goals uh, scored by Leicester in that drubbing, Southampton have conceded uh, 13 goals at home. That's not too bad, actually. Mm. They're not a bad size, Southampton, you know. Yeah, they've got a collection of players that I quite like, but they've also got some issues, haven't they, in terms of none of the central defenders look hugely reliable. And, yeah... I don't know. Ings is getting goals. Ings is getting goals. Uh, he's up to 6.2 now. They million. improved when Buffal and Gineppo came on for them. Buffal is a player I like a lot. I don't know if it translates into fantasy points. Mm. I mean, you can pick him up for 5.5 million on uh, on FPL. Board price of 5.8. Mm. Um, but I think Buffal at the moment has been used as impact sub, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Gineppo, though, 5.2 million. Yeah. A great bit of skill for that um, the assist for Danny Ings. Oh, it really was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, definitely worth looking at. I think. Yeah, I think Gineppo is someone to look at. Um, Norwich uh, played pretty well against Arsenal. Like, it's difficult, of course, with that defence. <laughs> um, Cantwell got another one. Mm. I mean, it's quite hard to discount. I mean, two goals in two games. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to get another one next week, is he? For sure. You you'd find it hard to imagine, but. It does but, part. That something's definitely changed with Norwich since the international break. That their players are starting. Their players are starting to come back to fitness. Like um, Zimmerman's back and Steeperman, and so they're getting their team back at the moment after that horrendous run of injuries. And Campwell seems to be getting back into scoring positions. And obviously Puki picked up a goal as well. Yeah, he Pukki did. Puki is back for one week only, probably. Yeah. But, 
But yeah, I feel sorry for Norwich in that they they've gone up there and they've not really invested. I think their their biggest fee they paid out was for the loan of Ralph Fairman in goal, which was like two million. And have you ever known a team to come up and only spend two million and no. survive? So I think um, I'd like to see them put together some results, but I can't see it personally. Liverpool versus Everton. We call this the Merseyside derby. Yes. Uh, last season at Anfield, uh, Liverpool had to rely on a last minute goal from Divock Origi. They did, yeah. Everton, though, have got a fair few draws at Anfield. Mm. Uh, and from what I saw yesterday, it's not like they've gone kaput and they're not doing well, but they do seem to be running. And, you know, that whole cliche about running for your manager and stuff like that. They are doing that, you know. Yeah, there's there's definitely not a team that have, like, downed tools and you can't see that they've maybe lost faith in Marco Silva, but they haven't had a reliable goal scorer for years. Like, Richarlison obviously picks up goals. He's mm. good for Conte points and stuff like that and the running around points. Um, but they haven't really got a reliable scorer. Moise Keane, that hasn't worked out at all. Dominic Calvert-Lewin seems to have been a prospect for years now and hasn't really broken through. And Tom Davies is another one that looks in flashes. like He's still young. He's still only 21, I think, Tom Davies. Yeah, he's really young, yeah. Yeah, but they've got some, they've got some good stuff in there, but as, as a team... I can't see them. So you don't see them get anything at Liverpool? No, I think Liverpool... I'd question when the last time that Liverpool played well was, but they just keep winning. Just keep on winning. Mm, um, it's funny, I've got this one down as a nil-nil. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Only because it's a Merseyside derby. I don't think... The, these games are famously hard to predict, aren't they? Alisson obviously is suspended. He nearly absolutely destroyed my draft week by getting himself sent off yeah, as well. Yeah, it's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is suspended, isn't he? Mm. Just a one game though, is it? Yeah, so Adrian might be someone to, if you do feel that it's going to be a Liverpool clean sheet, then Adrian is your man. Yo, Adrian! <laughs> I didn't keep the clean sheet. That is a Rocky reference there, just in case anyone got offended. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, sh- uh, so what are you going to go for then? Liverpool to win 1-0. Nice. Sheffield United against Newcastle United. This one... I want to watch this one, I think. Mm. This could be a proper ding-dong. Newcastle quite exciting, aren't they? <laughs> Alan St. Maximan is, I think, my favourite player in the Premier League. It's brilliant. It just... Do you know what Newcastle... Newcastle need a striker who can pass and can shoot. Yeah. Because Jolington... I can't do either. I, he all he needs to be able to. They're better off playing John, Jojo Shout John Joe. Sorry, Jojo. Mm. <laughs> uh, Casey and Jojo. Casey and the Sunshine Band. Um, <laughs> they're better off playing Casey and the Sunshine Band up top, yeah. or just a midfielder who can pass the ball because they've got those two split wingers. Yeah, I mean Elmiron is. He just slow down, boy. Yeah. Like, he's just like, he gets into the box. He's like, you don't need to run. He's got a running style that looks like he's on the verge of tripping over, like, the whole time, kind of, like, really leans yeah. forward. It looks like when you lose your balance and you have to, like, stumble as as you run kind of thing. That's his running style. Do you know style. what it reminds me of? You know, we used to play football over the park as kids, and there'd yeah. be, like, this um, random kid who's probably just wearing, you know, like, these food-stained jogging bottoms and stuff like that, and you think, oh, he'd be rubbish. You, and you can bleep out this name. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. But then, and then they start playing, you think, he's running away, away quite, around quite a lot. Like, he's doing, it looks quite dangerous. Yeah. And then, half hour later, you think, no, he is rubbish. 
<laughs> so yeah. yeah, so they got those split wingers, and they just need someone who can feed them the ball up top, hold the ball up. Hang on a minute, mm. Andy Carroll. Oh yeah, they could do Andy Carroll, couldn't they? Is he fit at the moment? He's not. No, he's in the stand. Uh, I think he must have made some toast and injured his hand or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dwight Gale came on, didn't he? Dwight Gale. Yeah, but I'm not sure he's that player. Um, no. Although he get make runs uh, yeah. behind the defence I don't know uh, Newcastle last time these two teams met at Bramall Lane Sheffield United Newcastle by the way was in the championship in November 2009 crikey Newcastle ran out 1-0 winners can you guess the goal scoring eighth in the championship you won't get it it's Chris Morgan with an own goal oh <laughs> <laughs> I would never have got that no. Chris uh, Morgan Chris Morgan was good on championship He's manager double hard Really good. Um, Newcastle team that day, Nath. Mm. Harper, Danny Simpson, who later went on to win the league title with yeah. Leicester. Colaccini, Kadar. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah? Uh, Enrique, Luis Enrique, mm. Ryan Taylor, Kevin, oh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Nolan. Yep. Uh, Nicky Butt, mm. Alan Smith, <laughs> Gutierrez and Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll. Andy there Carroll. He is again. Yeah. There he is again. This is all pointing to one thing, isn't it? This. That was back when he had braids, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was the, he was the best striker in the world then. Yeah. Uh, Sheffield United striker that day was a certain D Henderson. Not Dean Henderson. Darius. Darius Henderson, yeah. yeah. Mm. Could that be a sign of things to come, eh? Mm. Uh, so famously, uh, Amiron got an assist at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Fest assist. First ever in his life. Yeah. This since he joined in January transfer window at the start of this year. First assist. Oh, they could be turning it around. Uh so Nathan, this one is gonna be either tie or go crazy. Uh Sheffield United win. I think Sheffield United win. Yeah. They do look good now, don't they? Yeah, you're admitting it now, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm a massive fan of Chris Bowler, as you know, for years. Yeah. Mm. Since um we've encountered him in the lower leagues. Always did us, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Just a great manager. Um, I'm going to go with, actually, a uh, Sheffield United win, clean mm. sheet, 2-0. I tend to agree with that. Let's yeah. do that then. Uh, and the final fixture is Arsenal versus Brighton. Arsenal, of course, uh, with Freddie at the helm. <laughs> at the wheel, are they saying that? I don't think Arsenal fans are going to say that. Football's gone mental now, isn't it? It's literally... Was it, I don't know, was it always like this, though, where you just get some random hero of your glory years to but it's, come in but it's really strange it's like they're adopting these backward methods of what lower league teams have to do like yeah we do this in the lower leagues because we have to yeah you get guy waiting them in yeah because no one else wants the job yeah exactly and yeah. you get him in in the hope that they know the club so now we're having this i think what it is things become fashionable don't they so chris wilder um because he's a sheffield lad, but he's not doing well because he's a sheffield lad yeah he done he's done well at every club he's been at it just so happens that he's from sheffield and he's yeah yeah and it would make no relevance whatsoever so i and then so then you have these legends now mm. i mean fairly long but i don't know apparently he's quite well received and yeah it's just seemed reeks to me a lot of pr these days and like the position of the club and pr and having the fans on side with someone they like is more important than actually yeah the manager who's gonna take you forward because Let's face it, teams are rolling in cash these days. They don't actually need to be successful just to keep that money coming no, in. No, a lot of owners aren't interested, They can interested, get a good-looking face, someone that the fans like at the helm, and they can keep on churning that money. Because yeah. yeah. most people don't watch football, do they? Let's face it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of fo- people will say they like football, just don't watch it. Mm. Uh, not me, though, of course. 
Yeah, Freddie Lundberg to win the title next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Arsenal's last six games. Lost, drawn, drawn, lost, drawn, drawn. You love to see it. It's, it looks worse on paper. Um, <laughs> alongside Norwich, Brighton have the worst away record in the league, which obviously okay. doesn't get said enough, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, they only have a slightly better goal difference. Um, ooh. Yeah, Mesut Ozil got an assist for Arsenal. Yeah, kind of. Well, he got credited in the assist. For those, uh, yeah, he got an assist for a crossing the ball and the defender handling it. And I didn't know that was, I didn't know that could happen. And then Aubameyang having two chances to score the penalty. So the Ozil involvement in that was so far removed from the actual Yeah, it final. was, wasn't it? Yeah, but he's, uh, Ozil actually is an interesting one. So we all know, well, if you don't know, you should know that he's been awful for the last two years. Mm. Um, but he's actually, the last two games, got the highest crossing stats. Yeah. Um, he could be worth a punt, couldn't he? I mean, any new manager's likely to play him. Yeah, exactly. We were talking about this earlier that he's exactly the player that a manager's ego says that mm. you're the one who can get the best out of him. And he's got, like, I think we had a bit of a WhatsApp argument about it yesterday. <laughs> but he, he's a World Cup winner and he was a key part of that World Cup winning team. He played for Real Madrid and was a key part of the Real Madrid team mm, as well. did shine him off He though. is a good player. Technically, yeah. But not it's, technically. It's finding a role for him in, in a solid team. And I, to be to be fair to him, they haven't had a solid base in midfield to give him a platform. No. He's a player that needs a platform to shine, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And they've not had that. Um, but again, he struggled against the championship side effectively yesterday. Yeah. In fact, I mean, in comparison to Jack Grealish, mm. who dominates games and stuff, that's what Ozil should be doing. should be dominating games. Everything should be going through and should be dictating play. Yeah. And he struggles with that. Um, but in terms of fantasy, that's yeah, in exactly. real life, in terms of fantasy world, could be worth a punt because uh, he's going to get games and he's going to get assists. And they've got good strike, like Lacazette and Aubameyang. If Ozil creates a chance... They're going to put it away, aren't they? Whereas Grealish is passing to Wesley, yeah. they've got Aubameyang and Lacazette on the end of it, so... Yeah, definitely. From a fantasy point of view, if he's available in draft, then he would be someone that I'd be looking at picking up. And yeah, I don't know what he costs in FPL at the moment. Uh, he is down for, where is he? 7.2 minutes. It's quite high Still expensive. For yeah. 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 Better mm. than Pepe though. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even get on yesterday, did he? No, because I think they've realised he's not very good. <laughs> is he George Ware's cousin? Yeah. They're starting to think, Hang on a minute. Have you still got the receipt for this player? <laughs> yeah. Um, in terms of Brighton, uh, good sides will beat lesser teams, I think. Uh, mm. Lewis Dunk's free kick was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's something I mean, a bit why of is he on free kicks? Uh, apparently, he's been on free kicks for a while, yeah. Yeah. Since <laughs> the beginning of the season. So, um, it was a good free kick, wasn't it? How yeah. do you see this one going, Nath? I think Arsenal will get a win here. Yes. But I don't think it'll be convincing. 2-1, I think. I think it will seem convincing at first. Mm. And then it will come a bit shaky. Yeah. Uh, but they will win. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with 2-1. Mm. Good. Feels right, doesn't it? It feels right. So, um, in terms of uh, your clean sheet forecasts, then, Nath. Yeah. What have you got? I think I'm not hugely um, confident of many clean sheets this week. I think the two that I definitely fancy are Leicester and Sheffield United, and I think I'll chuck in there 
Liverpool as well because I predicted a 1-0 win so. alright well I've gone for 6th Six clean sheets. Well, because one of the games is in nil-nil. That's Everton and Liverpool. Liverpool and Everton, sorry. Which mm. is a stupid idea, but I'm going for it. Okay. I've decided to go rogue. Yep. Um, Wolves, uh, Wolves, Sheffield United, Southampton, Leicester. So Wolves, Sheffield United, Southampton, Leicester, Everton, Liverpool. Crikey. That's a lot of clean sheets. Yeah, I know. It's going to happen soon, though. Mm. Right, and in our FPL selection, our team, as we discussed earlier... Uh, I don't think we're going to make any transfers, are we? No, I think it's probably just looking at your captaincy. Captaincy and there's... I was thinking, we obviously, we left Kelly on the bench. Six yeah, points. left six points. We've got that. to manage when Crystal Palace is going to get clean sheets, I think. But mm. uh, it's that night next week. We're going to keep Aurier for the attacking flair down the yeah. right, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. United. Good. Sorted then. Who's going to be our captain? Um... I would be tempted to put... Well, I think Vardy. I think Leicester are going to absolutely crush Watford. Yeah. <laughs> crush. crush. <laughs> it's so WWF talk. <laughs> I'm going to crush you. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Like a Chris Packet. <laughs> like, a, like a Chris Packet. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, right, that's it from us then. Uh, like I said, this was a bonus episode... <laughs> I'm not sure it was a bonus for most of you, but um, <laughs> Monday morning business edition. More of a hindrance. Um, mm. But yes, um, do enjoy this game week, game week 15. Uh, we'll, what we'll do, we'll come back because you're normally out on Wednesdays. We're not do, obviously not going to do Wednesday. We'll come back to you on Friday and do a preview like this one uh, leading into the weekend, which is game week 16, I think I'm correct in saying. Thank you, Nathan. Thanks, mate. Uh, and then obviously um, next week we'll be back with the full show with uh, Phil Nympha and uh, Matt Kearney and et cetera and Tommy Gunn, all your favourites, the family favourites. <laughs> Thanks very much then. Goodbye. Just cruising, so kick off the balls and